This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. So Mitch uh, did have to go to the hospital. Um, he uh, is being evaluated there. We're, we'll have a full update on Mitch um, tomorrow. Uh, I will say, you know, going out there and seeing him on the field, seeing him in the clubhouse uh, afterwards, um, he, he was he, he was in rough shape. He was in a lot of pain and, uh, uh, you know, unable to really move. I mean, he, he had a tough time even catching his breath for a while on, on the field. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think I'd rather die. I think oh. I'd rather have the option of death. I would. I would be. I'd be curious. Over it. <laughs> you're you're 28, right? Yep. You just would. You'd rather just forfeit the rest of your life than Good. take a foul tip. Here's the amazing thing. <laughs> oh my god! Those guys are well protected down there, and he still got hurt that bad. Well, well, some catchers don't put on the cup, and it blows. Oh no, line. he did. I guarantee I, he. I, he's a smart enough guy. I guarantee you, it got under it. Something happened, oh. but. But the point is, he was in the hospital still when that game came to an end. So they kept him basically. Uh, here is before we get into, I've got some, I've got some inside Timberwolves information. You think this show is all about reckless speculation? No, we do some, we do some of our own original. When it calls for it, Mackie and Judd and Declan will roll up our sleeves and put our Big J journalism caps on, and we will get information. But uh, Mitch Garver from the hospital last night on his Instagram account. Quick update, I did leave the game last night with a quote-unquote groin contusion and had to go to the emergency room for an ultrasound. The imaging showed I needed surgery. A successful surgery was performed, and I'm staying the night in the hospital. Thanks for all the messages and texts. Yeah. I can tell you, I mean, those cups, you know, they're, they're still plastic, right? I mean, they, yeah, they're probably plastic. Just broke. And, uh, yeah. just, oh, God. Because it was Yachty who, who had this a couple of years ago, and I believe he was uh, on the uh, injured list, and I think he also required surgery as well yeah well his voice hasn't dropped yet hey everybody it's yachty here five games in a row oh, yachty's, a tough for the road trip now. yachty's tough man <laughs> i ain't I'm making so tough, you guys. we're gonna win twins we're gonna 
right. We'll, we'll, we'll get to talking twins officially uh, later in the show. But gentlemen, our friend Charlie Walters, who uh, – what's Charlie doing? One, one column a week for the Pioneer Press? No, now? he does uh, – I think it's every other week he does a full page, page two. The only notes column left in town with Sid now gone. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely the greatest ever. He's amazing. He's, he's, he's just like, you know, from a human standpoint, too. He's just one of the – sometimes media members can just be, be a little full of themselves. And oh, Charlie Walters is just one of the best humans ever. He's super plugged in. And he oftentimes is plugged in with people that – like there's, there's a lot of information that comes directly from like general managers or owners or whatever. But he's got a network that goes beyond that sometimes. And so here's what he reported a few days ago. There's buzz now that Kevin Garnett, who is said to be worth more than $200 million, will be heavily involved in the Timberwolves basketball department if he joins franchise investors A-Rod and Mark Laurie if and when they gain full control in 2023. The word is Garnett, the ex-Timberwolf, wants the franchise to remain in Minnesota, but A-Rod wants to move the franchise to Seattle, where he played for seven seasons. He just dropped it in. So yeah. this is so much different than the reporting that we've seen from The Athletic and from the Star Tribune. And Star Tribune has to be mentioned with an asterisk. Glenn Taylor owns the Star Tribune. Not that he's sitting in like editorial meetings and saying, I think we should put a comma there. I don't know. It looks like a run-on sentence to me, Bob. Uh, I think it's a semicolon kind of <laughs> use here. <laughs> um, but this is, this is wholly different reporting than we've seen from Johnny Krasinski from – uh, Star Tribune and other outlets that have said, hey, listen, there's no threat. These guys are coming in here. There's no way this this franchise is moving out of a top 15 market. Mm-hmm. If Seattle gets a team or Vegas gets a team, the NBA would much rather have the $4 billion in expansion fees, right? So before we get into some original Big J journalism reporting that I have for you guys, when you saw this report about KG wanting to keep the team here and A-Rod wanting to move it, what were your thoughts? I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't shocked. This goes back to what we talked about when A Rod, when the deal originally was said to be close, and the story originally broke was that would Seattle be A Rod's destination? Because like he could be. He. I. I have a sense that Alex. Um. And I think it's largely fraudulent, but that's not the point. I think Alex loves redemption tours, right? Like Alex is. Uh, he's a liar and a cheat. But hey, I'm back. I'm and now I'm a businessman. I've reinvented myself. And you know you guys what? Follow him on Instagram, by the he's, way. Yeah, it's he's, like no. all these corny, like no. weird photos. But, but I think he. But I think he's a villain who likes to be liked. And so the Seattle thing, and we discussed this going back months now, made a lot of sense because if he could do it, that would be the ultimate, you know, the guy who was a hero there and then left and was probably despised. Now he returns with a basketball team. And, and I do sense from your neck of the woods, Phil, um, the get the Sonics back thing is a big deal. like like Huge deal. Right. So it's not just like this. If we lost the Wolves, I don't know, like, it would hurt. I'm not saying it's good. But I don't know how strong the push would be or how quickly it would come for. Let's replace the Wolves. Uh, which, is, which is too bad because this, this is actually a basketball hotbed. And but, it's just, you know. but this is what I – but this is, to, to Charlie's note, I think this is what we've been dismissing too much when it comes to Rodriguez. One, there would be huge financial return – for uh, beating expansion, I guess, would be the best way to put it, to Seattle. And two, the redemption tour to his original baseball town would be so great. So it did not surprise me 
one bit. And in fact, I believe there is at least more than a kernel of truth to that report. So, all right, I'm going to I'm going to go through my notebook here for you guys. And I just cuz I'm I'm curious about this whole thing. I want the Wolves to thrive and I want the Wolves to be relevant and I feel like Minnesota especially with the high school players that have been coming out on the men's and women's side and um it's a basketball hotbed, it's the state of hockey, but it's a basketball hotbed that just needs to be fed. And so I hope Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez come in and I hope they uh, bring some new ideas and innovation to the franchise and and hone some things. And I hope that's the ideal story, right? Um, but the reality is Alex Rodriguez does have Seattle roots. So I've done some digging on that. I, I'm, I'm a transplant Minnesota sports guy now. And I can tell you, literally everybody I've talked to hates Alex Rodriguez in Seattle. <laughs> right. Hates him. Uh, for everything that happened with him leaving the Mariners for the Rangers – and then everything that he became as a steroid liar. And, you know, in fact, I heard a story that I think it was Lou Pinella's. I don't know if he was like if they retired his jury. They had some sort of ceremony several years ago uh, at the Mariner Stadium where Lou Pinella was being honored. And um, he went through the list of thanking all the different people and players and Ken Griffey Jr. And each year. Right. And he got to A-Rod. And the crowd started booing him <laughs> as he got to A-Rod on his list. You know, I think he had to you know, start calling people down. But mm-hmm. um, now, would that prevent Alex Rodriguez from wanting to make it right and wanting to deliver a franchise to Seattle? I mean, that's an interesting storyline. If he's Mr. Redemption, then th- that would maybe perhaps be something that he would want to do. But um, I, I'm still of the mind that the NBA would rather have expansion in those two cities. And so if there is relocation at some point, it would probably be to a different market. The KG angle. Let's talk about the KG angle for a second, okay? I think we would all love, and fans would love, Kevin Garnett to just not be estranged, right? Get him back yeah, in just, here. His jersey retired. That's <laughs> Get, all I want. Retire his jersey. I'd love. I'd love for him to just be, you know, some sort of, you know, figurehead. He doesn't need to own twenty percent of the team or anything like that. Like, I want him to be around if he's going to help players. Like you see all these stories. He's working out with Bucks players. He's working out with Clippers players, right? You know, he's. He should be working out with Timberwolves players. He should be showing Carl Anthony Towns the things he was showing him five years ago. But because Glenn Taylor still owns the team, that's never going to happen. Well, here's a nugget I think is worthwhile. Glenn Taylor gets all the flack for this relationship being broken. And I think most of the flack does land on Taylor. He's the one that said that KG was tanking it after the 2005 or six season or whatever, knowing that KG would react poorly to that. Um, and he's the one that's just been unable to mend the relationship over the course of 10 or 15 years. But I have heard one of the big frustrations with KG behind the scenes. He, in addition to him, he's just kind of a cantankerous guy. Not a lot of people love Kevin Garnett. Tim Duncan hates Kevin Garnett, right? But that he has wanted a stake in Timberwolves ownership without putting money in. And that that's been a sticking point for a handful of years, ever since this discussion became a thing when Flip Saunders was still here. That's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you could sit here and argue, well, does KG, for everything he did for Timberwolves basketball and everything he did to put this franchise on the map, really it's the only time the franchise has ever been on the map it's because of Kevin Garnett. Does he deserve a slice of the ownership pie without putting money in? Is he? Does he have enough money to even buy five or ten percent or whatever that number would be, um, you know, based on some of the losses he has publicly endured, right? We've seen some of these tens of millions of dollars of losses and lawsuits he's gone through. 
So that that's that's something I've heard. It's interesting. I don't know if Flip made a promise six years ago that said, "Listen, yeah, we can get you in. We'll get you a slice of this thing. Don't worry about it. You know, you help build this thing." But that I've heard is one of the sticking points with Kevin Garnett potentially owning the team. Would A. Rod and Lori give him a slice of ownership without him putting a ton of skin in the game? It's a question. Um. So here, here's my problem, though. So this is so Wolves. So if Glenn hadn't alienated KG not once but twice, all we're talking about, like all, literally all I'm saying, I don't care. Like it'd be nice if he came back and worked with Cat and stuff. That that'd be great. Um, all I'm saying is, can you not be estranged to the fact where the guy won't come back in your building to have his jersey raised to the rafters? That's like all I want. That, that it's but bottom. Do you not want him involved beyond that? If he wants to be, that's fine. But if, if he comes to me, if I, if he has a relationship where he's like, I really don't like you, but I'll come back and I still love the, the you know, the town and I still actually love the team. Um, and he's like, but if I'm going to work with guys, I have to own a, a piece of this team for nothing. I'd say, no, that's not possible. But I want to keep the relationship. The twins, the twins are the poster child. And I think this goes back to Dave St. Peter put a priority on this in the 90s the twins had estranged relationships with lots of their star players okay and dave worked his ass off and did a great job to bring killabrew back i mean harvin killabrew nicest guy in the world estranged uh rod carew same deal that's what i want with guys like kg now if he wants to come back in and and i can value him and say you know what if you can't afford a piece of the team that's absolutely fine um but i'm just talking about having a relationship again like it can be you yeah. you can be divorced but can you can you talk to each other can you even sit down so i'm not putting a priority on kg has to be involved day to day or he has to come in and work with guys just get it to a point where it's civil again because that's the problem is right now it's not civil and my problem with glenn there is kg is cantankerous kg is kg so i'm not going to trust him to like be be like you know what glenn i've been thinking this through and i'm sorry he's not going to do that Mm -hmm. all i all i want is the face of the team and the team itself to be able to have relationships with cantankerous people too right and that's the thing like you you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with you're gonna have to deal with some bs and i you know i i can't think of any other similar examples where a player was held in such high regard by the fans, but maybe maybe the way that people felt about him behind the scenes in certain areas was different or divided, right? But the fact is, the fans drive this thing, and yes. fans love Kevin Garnett. Yes, I love Kevin Garnett. I think Kevin Garnett is, I, I you know, you hear there was a story that came out yesterday that he walked up to Tim Duncan one time during a a game, like late in the game, Tim Duncan's about to go to the free throw line. He said, the "Happy Mother's Day." Effort, like knowing that Tim Duncan's mom had died, like you know, like guy. he just like says a bunch of terrible yeah. things, but but you know, he's, <laughs> he's a bad guy, but no, oh, we love we love him here. Um, and so I I don't care as much about the jersey retirement ceremonial stuff. I want I, I think he, he can add value behind the scenes to player development potentially if channeled in the right way, right? But if but if he comes to you and, and says, Phil, I want a piece of the team and I don't want to pay a cent for it, and that's how I'm going to be involved as far as coming back to help, I think your response is going to probably be no. Um, I'm just talking about the Jersey retirement would be a symbol of things being civil. That's sure. all I want. Um, more information for you guys, okay? I'm going to put my put my Big J journalism cat back mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. So, so how likely is it that the Wolves could move 
that's that's the big question, right? Like, what is their situation with the Target Center, et cetera? Um, was there language in an agreement that prevented Laurie and Arod from, or will prevent Laurie and Arod from moving the team? So, as I understand it, in the original agreement, so like the framework agreement. When when Glenn sat down with Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez and all this all of this happened like the the first time they ever met to when they agreed to enter a thirty day exclusive negotiating window all happened within like a week down in Naples. Um, as I understand it, the initial agreement called for a ten year period where Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie could not move the team out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But as they progressed into the thirty day negotiating window. It was determined by, I'm assuming, both parties that this would never hold up in a court of law. Like, there's no if you know if conditions change for a business, you can't be prevented from relocating. You know, let's say a, let's say a F5 tornado wipes out all of downtown Minneapolis or like whatever. Like, uh, you have to be allowed to move. And so they decided we can't put this in the contract. And part of the reason why Glenn was okay with just moving on from that clause is because the Target Center lease, as I understand it, the lease agreement runs through 2035. So that's what. You know, that's 14 years from right now and 12 years from the, from when Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie officially take over. It's a mutual agreement. So both parties, the Target Center and the Timberwolves, would have to both agree to sever the lease. And if that happened, the Timberwolves would have to pay a $50 million fee on top to get out. Now, that's how I understand it. That's what I've been told. Now, is there a way around that? Like, if you strong armed, you know, w- would there be a way to force your way out? Um, we could probably come up with some similar examples where things got tense between a team and a city and a state, right? So that brings us to the next discussion: How viable is Target Center for the next ten to fifteen years? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a discussion behind the scenes. It's it's it's. I mean, it's too early for it to be a discussion right now, but. Mark Laurie especially is coming in here and and some of the ideas that he wants to implement are going to be fan experience, things that don't currently exist, which lead to more revenue that doesn't currently exist, right? Yes. Um, they would like for, for, for maximizing fan experience and for maximizing revenue potential, they would like a more modern arena. And I think the Target Center is one of the three to five oldest arenas in the NBA. I mean, it's been around since I think it's the second oldest to the, to the garden. I think the garden is the oldest, and I think Target Center is now too. So this so. isn't this isn't going to be a public debate like the Vikings thing got very public and very ugly at times, and the Twins thing. I mean, God knows that lasted ten years, right? That was very public, very ugly. The Timberwolves don't have enough leverage, and and they're just not enough in the good graces of fans to be able to come out anytime in the next couple of years and say, "All right." Time to pay the piper. We need about $400 million in public, whatever it would be in public financing. They have to get good before I think they can even broach that discussion publicly if they want public financing. But that will be a discussion at some point with new ownership in the next handful of years. And And where that discussion goes might determine the viability of the Wolves in Minneapolis. And And you just hit on what's going to be the major problem here. Out of town people don't care if their team is not good enough to justify the ask because they're going to say, this is the NBA. You guys have an NBA team here and you are forcing us to play in an arena that was great for the NBA circa 1992. So Mm -hmm. that's where the problem is going to lie because here's the thing that kept the poll ads here. Um, 
the Wilfs kept pushing with the, the league, and I almost think football's a different animal in some ways uh, because of how it's structured. And and the Wilfs were real estate magnets and obviously have done great and basically, as far as I can tell, got everything that they desired. Um, these two guys are going to come in and look, I think they're going to acknowledge the team's not great and that it, it can and should improve. All of that being said, it won't be long before they also say, yeah, but you know what? to draw free agents in, to be as good as we can possibly be, to to achieve the success that Phil Mackey laid out on the June 2nd show, Mackey and Judd, we need a new arena because it's harder because they will claim fans aren't coming, and they're largely probably wrong, but that's not the point. Um, and this is where the North Star thing comes back into play. Now, Norm Green didn't want a new building at the time, but what he did want was massive improvements to the Met, including a Skyway built to the Mall of America that I believe would have had a casino within it. Uh, So, I mean, we're talking about a millions and millions of dollar project. And they said, no, sorry. Uh, And the North Stars had leverage, but they didn't have they didn't have nearly as much, in my opinion, as like the Twins and certainly the Vikings did. So. All of that being said, I think this is where we're going to run into an issue. Uh, here's a question for you off your insiding and conversations that mm-hmm. has been has been circulating in my head for a week now since I think we last talked about this. And I didn't broach this at the time. Mark Cuban's pretty powerful, right? Like mm-hmm. with, within that league, he's pretty powerful now, right? Well, I mean, he has a loud voice, but he's only as powerful as having one thirtieth of. Right. But know, I mean, he's seen one, as one of the. Sure, but I'm saying he's seen as one of the smarter, more progressive. Like I would think that people would at least listen to him. He's a, I think he's a thought leader among the owners. Okay, which is very intriguing to me, uh, because as far as I can tell, unless I'm completely missing the mark here, uh, Mark Cuban and A Rod are probably friends. They're on Shark Tank together, right? Like they're they they know each other. They know each other. Okay, so you know Cuban has a very interesting point about trying to hold expansion up. Uh, because the the one-time check that you're going to get, which would be massive and enticing uh, for rich people who need the money, is also going, Cuban's point is a really good one, which is, hold on a second, though. Once once those two teams, Seattle and Vegas, are in our league, we got to share with them. We got to share TV. We got to share all of the things that yeah. right now. Um, so I just wonder if this is also be, if this deal also is being orchestrated by people that know more about where expansion is going than we do. Here's the one thing about the expansion thing that's starting to concern me. We're all assuming. Like we're all like they ain't gonna move there. That's gonna be That's an true. expansion, and that and that because in sports to me that becomes a very dangerous conversation because there's usually a lot of people smarter than us who are three steps ahead of where we are. So I just wonder if there's more going on here than we realize about the potential for expansion, and if A Rod and Lori know a little bit more about where this is going than we do. Yeah, I mean, the, Mark Cuban sort of putting up a style. And Mark Cuban's also famous when commenting on the NFL a few years back of saying, was it pigs get fat, hogs I, get slaughtered I, or something? Yeah, I forget how he said it, but it was actually very smart. You know, commenting on expansion games. Not- yeah. So, you know, if if he's adamantly opposed to it, could he convince enough owners to say, listen, mathematically, this actually doesn't work out in our favor. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Um, and in that case, yeah, then it, maybe it makes relocation of the Timberwolves a different conversation if all of a sudden expansion's off the table. But I think ultimately it feels like there's enough momentum and discussion, and Adam Silver has commented on it that 
expansion is going to happen at some point. Like, do you think there's just going to not be expansion of the NBA project the next 10 years? There, I, I think there's going to be. Um, one more note on this whole thing, too, because, you know, Doogie has done some amazing reporting throughout the last couple of years on the other ownership groups that have come really close to buying the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Haslam would have been just my worst nightmare. The longtime owner of the Cleveland Browns, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he got close at one point. Uh, Daniel Strauss's group, as it was put to me, got to about the five-yard line. And one of the biggest things that set, let's say, Daniel Strauss's group apart in a bad way from the way that A-Rod and Mark Laurie approached this is Glenn is, you know, Glenn is a small-town Minnesota guy. He's a come over to my house and let's hammer out a deal the old-fashioned way. You know, look you in the eye, shake your head, everything. Pasta we kinda, dinner, man. We, we like joke, pasta dinner. Pasta dinner, uh, cheeseburgers, potato salad dinner, you know, you name it. Um, at, A-Rod and Lori did an amazing job throughout the last couple months. I mean, they haven't known each other that long, um, Glenn Taylor and this party, of just, like, keeping lawyers out of it and just, like, let's let's talk about this amongst ourselves. I think they, I mean, quite frankly, I think they did a really good job, whether fully genuine on the part of A-Rod or not, of sort of schmoozing Glenn Taylor and getting his trust. Um, I've spent a lot of time, too, just listening to Mark Laurie podcasts over the last three or four weeks just to get a sense. He's a really smart guy. He's open about his business ventures and strategies. Um, he sat down. If you guys get a chance, the audience out there, he did a, he did a one-hour sit-down with a podcast. I think it's called My First Million. It's on YouTube. You can find it. And, uh, and he t- like the first 15 minutes is all about like buying the wolves and what he wants to do. And he's got some ideas for things he thinks that teams aren't looking at right now in the NBA. And so I think he's a real – I think Laurie is a really thoughtful – studious, curious guy who he talked a lot about his hiring process on this podcast. And so I actually, the more I sort of think about this tandem, I love the idea of Mark Laurie and I still don't know about the A-Rod thing. I just don't know how to feel about the A-Rod thing because every step of the way he's given you reason to doubt him and his intentions throughout the last 20 years. Right. Absolutely. But it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm here for it. And I, I would be a fraud if for the last 10 years I've been calling for Glenn to sell the team to anybody else, and then if I were to raise a red flag when anybody else is okay, is anybody else. This is anybody else. So I'm in. I'm here for it. And I agree completely. I want Glenn to sell. And, and I, before the story broke, I said, I want Glenn to sell even if the team is going to, to be moved. Because if they're not sold, it's never going to change. And this team has absolutely been a dumpster fire for way too long. Uh, but when you say that the lawyers, that Glenn liked this and that the lawyers didn't show, show up, you know, let's keep the lawyers out. out of, who do you give the advantage to? Well, Maury? I mean, like, lo- lawyers are going to look at the contract, no, but they're I not going to be like in the room. I know, you know. but Glenn, but, but here's the thing to what you were saying from insiding. So Glenn probably tried to put the 10 years. You can't move him for 10 years. And Mark Laurie's a smart dude. He knows that is a non-enforceable clause. So he's like, of course, Glenn. Yeah, you put all of these. Th- they probably have more addendums in there that don't mean Jack. That's the thing. That's why if, if, I'm, if I am a Wolves employee, I want Glenn's lawyers involved because the more that they aren't, advantage to the Laurie group there. The one I, I've thrown a lot of punches at Glenn Taylor through this microphone over my, what, 11 years at Score North and 1500 ESPN. And I take very few of those back 
The one that I would pull a little from last week is is saying that he's a liar for for telling the public that he put a clause that was signed in this kind. He told CCO, he right. told Doogie, right. he told the Star Tribune, and as it was put to me in the initial agreement, not the full contract, but the initial agreement where it outlines framework to get you into a 30-day negotiating window, that in that agreement, there was a 10-year no-move, and that's what he was referring to in some of these interviews. But obviously, like based on everything that we've heard and read from smarter people than us, not enforceable right. in a court of law. And so it was – I can't tell if – if he just tried to, if, if he had wishful thinking with it, or if but, he, you know, I, I I can't tell what the motive was there. This is why you can't do this deal at your kitchen table. Like, you have to know. This potato salad. There think was, about this lasagna. for a second, you guys. This is a 10-year agreement, okay? Like you're, I, lo- I love like potato salad in- and lasagna, by the way. I don't know <laughs> if I love them together, but I would, if listen, if Very Becky wanted to make me lasagna or potato salad, I would never Becky's rip her husband salad, ever again. Yeah, come on. <laughs> this, this needs to be done in a law office, though. Like, this is my problem with Glenn. You can't do that and then go on the radio spouting something that is completely patently false that somebody should have told you the second that you tried to do it. Glenn, you can't do that. Like this is the problem. This is why I don't trust this thing one bit. This is why I am saying Mark Laurie wants to build a city of the future. God bless him. That sounds really cool. You think he's going to look around that decrepit remodeled downtown arena and be like, ah, hey, the future. You're leaving out an important part. He wants to build a city of the future, and he wants the mayor to be Anthony Edwards for the next 15 years. Let's go. No, no, you're right. He does. (laughs) And that's why the Seattle building is a great place for a city of the future. So, And and, and just to put a bow on this, I feel, I mean, there's a lot that's going to unfold. I do think there's reason for some optimism. It's certainly going to be a fun period to enter into here. Um. I think two things. I think A-Rod and Lori are going to grab the steering wheel of this thing mm-hmm. long before 2023. I think they're going to be much more involved in the next couple of years than sort of the, the whole thing is being painted right now as, well, Glenn's going to still own it for two more years, and then these guys are going to jump in. Yeah, like Glenn's going to be involved, but, I mean, Glenn's in his 80s. These guys are in their business prime and I think in just the way that – I mean, these guys are sharks. So I think in a tactful way, I think they're going to take the wheel of this car more than, than is being portrayed now. Um, so that's thought number one. For better or worse, for better or worse, I think they're going to take the wheel before two years from now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I think this team is going to stay in Minnesota because I think there will be expansion. I just don't know how the arena thing gets solved. They have to get good before the public will even – entertain a conversation about it and that's going to be the biggest thing to watch the arena thing is the biggest thing to watch in the next oh it's the key five to seven years or so so if if we build them a building they stay for sure like that's option one um but i'm just telling you they are not going to i don't think uh privately finance an arena and if we say buzz off they ain't gonna sit there and be like okay cool i would also eat tater tot hot dish if the taylors (laughs) wanted to make some tater tot hot dish Dude, I am here for it, and I will not rip you ever again. Give me a lawyer. I want a lawyer. I don't want your food. I want a lawyer. Um, we, uh, we're we going to take a, a, a quick pause here, collect our breaths, get to some write-that-down predictions, and some amazing Judd uh, digging up twins stats. Oh, God. Uh, so 
Hang tight. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. And gentlemen, this is turning out to be one of the great batting average races in the (laughs) history of Write That Down. We've got... Four competitors, Judd, myself, Declan, and the listeners collectively, all within like 70 points of each other. We're five months into the season here. We'll see if we'll see if the summer weather heats up our bats even more in write that down. Uh, but we've got we've got some wild things that came off the board, plenty to get to in the accountability session. Before we dive in, a huge thank you to our friends. At PXG Minneapolis, you want to? I, it's going to be what, like ninety degrees or something oh, yeah. ridiculous in the Twin Cities? Sweltery. So get your butt out there and sweat it out on the golf course with some of these new <laughs> uh, PXG clubs. You got you get spring and summer apparel that'll keep you cool too. But the Gen Four golf clubs have landed. Uh, drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons. These are the best performing clubs PXG has ever made. We had one of our own, a Minnesotan. Was it uh, Derek Holmes a couple weeks ago that qualified for the PGA Championship with PXG clubs and swag? So PXG Minneapolis and Southdale Center and find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Write that down. All right, boys. Here's how Write That Down works. We are the most transparent show and trio of talking heads in America, okay? You're not going to get this level of accountability and transparency from the Stephen A's from some of the local competition in the market. No, they make predictions, and they just uh, hope that people forget when they're wrong. Not the three of us. We celebrate our failures on this show. Three predictions each week from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you want to be part of the action, like Matt is about to be here in a couple minutes, you can send a direct message to Phil Mackey, myself, or Declan Goff on Twitter or Instagram if you want to participate. So, boys, let's get into the accountability session here, shall we? Let's do it. Write it down. You like writing things down. Judd Zolgad, you said Kaprizov will score at least one goal in game six. Oh, I scored it. three goals. Missed it by one game. But he did not. Because he did score in game seven. Sorry, pal. Darn Sorry. it. Yep. Those are the breaks. Yeah, you game. know what? This one, Rocco, what are you doing? Yeah, Matt Shoemaker will be, will be out of the Twins' rotation by the yeah. end of May. Well, he's still yeah, in there. Yeah, still in there. What are you doing? Like, I gave you the roadmap. <laughs> yeah, well. Take him out of the rotation. <laughs> I feel like he's been working on some things. Oh, yeah, I know he's trying. It, it's just bad luck, okay? It's a couple little mechanical. It's just, a, it's just some bad luck. I mean, baseball's a, as, as Matt said Saturday or Sunday, this is why baseball sucks. <laughs> well, why? Twins have a lot of reasons to yeah. think yeah. that baseball sucks this year. Heard that. Yeah. All right, let's get to. So I, I came in for the first time in like a year and a half or two years, leading the leading. batting average race here leading, going into this yeah. week. All 
All right. I told you guys I got a little little excited. The Hockey Whisperer hockey whisper. sort of took over my predictions the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Hockey <laughs> Whisperer said Minnesota Wild Game 7 overtime winner by Kevin Fiala. Uh, said the Wild will beat the Golden Knights in Game 7 in overtime and that uh, Kaprizov will card at least one hat trick at some point in the series against Vegas. Did not happen. However, I did tell you guys after Cam Talbot's first shutout that he would have at least one more shutout yep. by the end of the series. It's very nice. There so, are rumors flying around that the, the Whisperer has been put on waivers. That's what I've waivers? heard. Waivers? I've heard he got put on waivers. I've, I've heard the double up wrong what in those first heck? two predictions caused Listen. the Whisperer to be put on. You're, you're trying to send him down. That's Look, that's what I heard, okay? No, here's what here's the real story of what happened, okay? Let's go through the whole series. So the Whisperer told you, as you see here, the Whisperer told you Talbot would have another shutout. He was mm-hmm. right about that. The mm-hmm. Whisperer told you it was a, a seven-game series from the very beginning. It was, okay? Um, and so you might think that the Whisperer was calibrated incorrectly by not seeing correctly the outcome of Game 7. The yeah. way that the Whisperer sees it is sometimes these Minnesota sports teams can't live up to the pressure that the Hockey Whisperer puts on them, okay? The it's not the Hockey Whisperer's fault. It's not the Whisperer's the hockey, being shopped It's not the Hockey the Whisperer's fault that the Wild melted down under the bright lights in Game 7, okay? All right. It's on them. All right. All right, listeners. Josh said the Wild will make the playoffs and win their first-round series in a parlay. Oh, Rami uh, going way back. Rami said... This is right after the trade. Rami said Stefan Diggs will not be a member of the Bills by the start of the 2021 season. He's taking well, pay cuts now. He's taking he's restructuring his contract to help his team. And that's why we're taking this off the board. I mean, technically he's the season hasn't started yet, but Diggs just restructured his contract, a very team-friendly uh, 2021 cap number. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. It's incorrect for Rami. Sorry, Rami. All right, oh. Declan, you had a bunch of stuff come off the board. You said the Wild will win Game Six and Game Seven by three goals or more. I had the Vegas doing that. You said the Wild will not require a Game Seven in their first round playoff series. And you said Matthew Boldy will score a postseason goal this year. You also said Kyle Garlic, a hero from like two days ago, will be off the Twins roster by June first. He's bottom. Didn't he homer last night too? He homered last night. Kyle, he played center field. Great. I'm really happy for him. I'm back. Why can't him. you just celebrate the success of a of a journeyman making it for the first time? No, Rep Snyder hater. Yeah, I know. I'm just the worst. You're just trying to drag other people down here. Yeah. Other twin, these twins players. This is why I celebrate people. Yeah, yeah, you're really good at that. <laughs> this is why I like to celebrate accomplishments really by good. my by my fellow man. Now, Declan, you did correctly say the Islanders will advance yeah. in their first round series but against the there. Penguins. Totally up there. I think they were up three games to two. They were, correct. They yeah, were. Like I said, layup. They were. Yeah. And so here are the updated batting averages and stats. Uh, I am still leading at 373 with one home run. Judd at 358 with three home runs, which leads the league. Declan 349 with two home runs. And listeners at 309 with two home runs. All-time mm-hmm. stats. Judd, 159 hits, 11 bombs. Me, 131 hits, 11 bombs. Listeners, 109 hits, 11 bombs. Declan, 53 hits and four home runs. All right, boys, let's get our guy, Matt, into the mix here. He's going to be the guest listener predictor presented by Federated. Federated is here to offer peace of mind and risk management tools 
for those of you business owners in the state of Minnesota. Uh, they've been around for over 100 years. They've been protecting business owners since 1904 in Owatonna is where their headquarters are at. And you can find out more about how they can help your business at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Matt, what's going on, man? You ready to take some swings? Yes, sir, I am. A pleasure for you having me on today. I'm excited. I'm about to go three for three. Oh, love it. This oh, is, this is oh, Matt's. Bravado. I like it. Matt's write that down debut here on behalf of listeners. And uh, the way it works is we're all going to throw out three predictions, one at a time. We'll start with Matt, go to Judd, Declan, back to me, Phil. They must be quantifiable. All right, Matt, lead us off, sir. All right. I wanted to start with something that could be counted quickly for my first one. So tonight, Coach Tom Thibodeau and the New York Timber Bowl Knicks <laughs> will lose game five, and the Atlanta Hawks will move on to the next round. The Hawks have just been chirping the Knicks mm-hmm. the entire series, too. It's been it's been a fun, fun series. You know what this feels like, boys? This feels a lot like uh, Tibbs' first Wolves team. Hey, we, we made the playoffs. This is great. Tibbs is going to be great. And then it disintegrates. Yep. Yeah, and that's what like, I made that morning show appearance on ESPN Radio a couple weeks back, and Alan Hahn was the host filling in. He's a big Knicks fan. He's an ESPN New York guy. And they dropped me from the call. Like the 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 appearance was over, but I could still hear them talking. And he sarcastically dunked on me after I was done. Said, "Oh, and by the way, thanks for Tom Thibodeau." Yeah, hey, you're welcome. And all I wanted to say was, "Dude, give it one more year before you get cocky about yeah. that. Um, <laughs> give it one." I know that you guys haven't done, and that we're we're wolves people talking, so it's it's a glass house. But you can't chirp if you're the Knicks about <laughs> one year of Tom Thibodeau and Derrick Rose. I'm sorry. Write this down. All right, Judd, go ahead. Aaron Boone will be fired by the Yankees during this season. Wow. Wow. The Yankees are a weird I thought you already I thought you're already on the record with that prediction. They got swept by Detroit. I don't I didn't think so. Somebody is. Really? Find it might have been a guest. Now now it's kind of coming back to me too. I think it might have been a guest that did it. I don't think Oh no, Judd I think you're made, right. I don't think Judd has made this prediction. No, no, no. Yet. I found okay. it. I did. Oh, you did. April 21st. Oh, wow. Come on, <laughs> My Judd. God, I fired him twice now. You f- I fired yeah, him you, twice now. So you can you can you can make the prediction if you add to it. You okay, he'll, add to it. Yes, yes. He'll be fired by the Yankees during this season in the month of August. Oh, wow. That's a home run if it happens. He's in the month yeah. of August. Okay. I can't August. Because, Dude, I, August? So August would mean that they're like out of the playoff race. Some yeah, well, they got swept by Detroit. They're a weird team. Dude. They're a very weird team. They're gonna grow. He said some health problems. I, I think this is gonna blow up. I'm just saying. Love it. Love it. Write this down. All right, Declan. All right, I'm going to get in front of this early. Right before we started, write that down. Uh, and WWE has now confirmed these releases. They have just released a bunch of prominent superstars, including Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, Lana, Buddy Murphy. So I'm going to get on this right away. Braun Strowman will sign with AEW by year's end. So I'm getting in front <laughs> of it right now. Braun Strowman will sign with AEW by year's end. Mm-hmm. For wrestling nerds out there, this would be a, a perfect match. Braun Strowman. Why the purge? I, I think I, well, I mean, they haven't had they, they haven't had fans in arenas in over a year. I mean, they've oh, had okay. one. Or they had the WrestleMania two-night event at the Tampa Stadium. But a lot of their bit, I mean, they did just get a billion-dollar windfall from uh, Peacock. But a, a large chunk of their business is five largely full arenas every week for 52 weeks. Gotcha. And, so you know, they, they, released a Don, they released a Don Verk, which wasn't a good fit, but they're also adding these, like, weird people to their director's staff. Like, they're, they're going through an overhaul right now, and I think Vince McMahon is, you know, he's he's a guy. He's a he's he's an interesting cat, so I think they're yeah, having a little bit of a struggle to. right now. 
needs to calm down. Um, all right. Write this down. Write this down. Mitch Garver took a, <laughs> an unfortunate tip to the groin last a, night. Yeah. Had to have emergency surgery. Did you have to use the word tip? Yeah, might have been an unfortunate <laughs> phrase that. Of all the things you could have said. Mm-hmm. I don't think listen, I would be I would be very impressed if Mitch Garver caught in a major league game before the end of June. Okay. He had surgery. Yeah. Surgery. I, I had one. I'm gonna say Mitch Garver doesn't catch in a major league game until July or later. Write it down. Yeah. I mean, surgery? What does that even mean? Was was one of them, like, lodged up somewhere? Did he break one of them? God, he might have broken. What happened? Oh, I don't even want to know. Was yeah. there blood? I... Write that down. Like I said, why are you just, throw... just put why me under. Just put me this? under. Just give me, give me the lethal injection. Give me the lethal was injection. There... I just want to know. Did, did, it, did, it, did something rip open? All right, Matt, let's go over to Matt, your second prediction. <laughs> Poor Matt. All right, well, I know everyone's on the Timberwolves right now. There's a lot of stuff to be looking forward to, but nothing that gets caught, talked about enough is their success in the summer league. Two oh, times dude. in our up for the summer league, and this is the year. The Timberwolves will be the 2021 NBA summer league champs. I love it, and <laughs> I know there's been some ideas uh, that Ant Edwards could make an appearance in summer league at some point. I don't know. I don't know if that's worth the risk of him tearing an ACL or something. But can you imagine Ant Edwards just dropping like 55 points in a summer league game? Just just put all your best young players out there and Edwards and just dominate the I, summer league like the 92 Olympic team. Let's I do hate, it. I hate that idea. <laughs> I hate because I know exactly if if the Wolves tried that, I know exactly what their luck would be. Torn meniscus. Oh, absolutely. No, he, no, he would blow his ACL out. Yeah, it's probably accurate. Write that down. But he'd be back in time for next year's summer league. Mm-hmm. All right, over, exactly. over, to, over to Judd. <laughs> exactly. Um, the Wild will lose Carson Soucy to Seattle in the expansion draft. So how many? How does this work now? How many? When is the expansion draft, and how July, many players can you protect? I believe it's July 21st, and the Wild's probably going to protect, if I'm right, seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goaltender. Yep. You, you could also protect flat-out eight skaters and a goalie, but I think they're going to go 7-3-1, and then Seattle takes one player from each team. Okay. Be interesting. Hmm. Write that down. All right, I'm gonna get this wild prediction out there as well, and this is the first prediction that I have. I don't want this to come true more than anything. I I really don't. I don't want to be right on it, but I'm just gonna call the shot right now. (sighs) Kevin Fiala will be traded by the Minnesota Wild this offseason. Oh, he's your guy, dude. He is my dude. Guy, but you guys, you you guys, you guys were cheersing it at North. Loot bars last weekend. Yeah, I, I, well, you weren't cheesing it. Actually, I, I, did, I, I stayed away from from him that that night. But oh. I, I, I do think he is good as gone. Uh, if, if you are going to actually get the piece you're looking for, you have to give up an NHL ready piece, and he's the most dynamic NHL ready piece you can give up. So I can see a path where they give up on him, and I'm just going to get out in front of it right now. Kevin Fiala will be traded by the Minnesota Wild this offseason. Such sadness in Declan. I don't want it to happen when he hears that. Mm. All right, since we're doing the wild prediction thing here, write this down. Write that down. Despite all of the strife and, I don't know, if it was miscommunication or whatever it was between Zach Parisi and the organization, the wild will not find any suitors, no pun intended, suitor, over to Parisi, <laughs> back to suitor. Zach Parisi will be on the wild roster, whether it's active or 
oh, inactive. Oh, he will boy. be on, he will be in the wild organization for puck drop of the first game of the regular season next year. He okay. might be a healthy scratch. I don't know. But what I'm saying is they won't find a trade partner for Zach Parisi this offseason. <sighs> right now. And he has said he's open to it. He's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he no, is. Those guys yeah. made it weird. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm open to coming. I'd love to come back. I mean, it's all great here. No, I don't think he said it's all great. I think he's no. just like, I don't know. They, he's miserable. I'm he's fine. miserable. And he made seven and he a half million dollars for four this, more years. I'll show up. This show is here to tell you how guys really think, not what they say. That man is miserable. But how he really thinks doesn't guarantee that another team would be willing to give you something no. or take on his contract. I just don't see how he, he can come back because it would be a pain in the ass next season. Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt, your final prediction, sir. All right, my final prediction will be that Carl Anthony Towns will lead the Timberwolves to a top 10 seed in the West with an all-NBA season in the books. Okay, so first team all-NBA? Uh, I didn't, I any didn't of them first, second or third, either or any of the okay. three. Okay. Um, I, the top 10. I love how, like my first reaction was, Ooh, a play in play in as if like, like that's the bar right now for the wolves, right? Can they just be the 10th team in the West and get into the play in tournament? But here we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Great predictions, Matt, since you've got this life changing platform here now <laughs> on Mackie and Judd, is there anyone you'd like to thank that got you to this point? Well, I think I first have to thank my parents for moving me from Iowa to Minnesota when I was in middle school because look at all those professional sports teams I get to enjoy now. Uh, and then I have to give a shout-out to my boys, uh, my brother-in-law, Hank, uh, my boy, Mr. Touchdown, Coach Jay, and Funky B for all talking sports with me all the time. Funky B, yeah. Hank and Funky B, man. Mm-hmm. Love those guys. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, great work, Matt. We'll get you on again to make some predictions, and we will uh, we'll log these and keep track of your stats, sir. All right. Thank you for having me, boys. I appreciate it. All right. Great Thank stuff. You, Write it down. You like writing Mr. things Matt. down. Uh, we'll go back to Judd here as we round out the final trip to the order. Okay. Considering our discussion about the Wolves, I'm going to put this on the record right now. Within the next two years, there will be a report, credible report, so like Star Tribune, Pioneer Press, Athletic, so not just some like fly-by-night. There will be a credible report and or story that the Timberwolves' new ownership group is seeking a new arena. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Next two years. I, I, think, I think that's – Optimistic. I, We're still on the air in two years. Yes. Like what, if your co- what if yes, your co-host reports it? What if your co-host reports it? That's well, you know, depending I mean, on who your sources are, that your might be credible. Story. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if it's a credit, but if you've talked to people, and I it's will credible, re- Then it's a credible report. If you know, just to verify, if I get it, I will tell you who my sources are, so that you can know that you got the, the point. Okay. Okay. I'm putting my I'm putting my uh, my bank on the, the uh, on Woj. I'm banking on Woj. Yeah, Woj or Shams. Shams came out like, with the. There's a Shams had a bomb this morning. So Danny Dan, Ainge, Danny Ainge yeah. is, is leaving, and uh, and Brad Stevens is moving out from the coach's spot and into the PBO spot. Yes, interesting. I, Write it down. You like writing things down. Quickly, I wonder if that is why why the Indiana job, which he was tied to a lot, and he, he's he came out and Stevens said, "I'm not going to take that that job. I'm staying here." But I he must have known that they were going to do this. Yeah, like there that, was. I think that, that must the, have been the known part of this entire equation. Wasn't the North Carolina college job also 
There was another. There was another college basketball job that was Indiana was definitely a big one, and I think okay. a, a lot of people assumed that he was going there, and he came out and shot that down immediately. It must have been because of this. Yeah, interesting. Good for him. All right, Declan, your final prediction. All right, my last one. Um, it is now the summer of the Los Links. I had my new Los Links gear that I got in the mail yesterday. The boy, nice. So I'm going to go with the Links prediction here. The Links are they still winless? No, they have one no. win. Okay, they, they beat win. Connecticut on Sunday. They have uh, Atlanta for the next two, and then I believe they're back home. Um, but the Lynx will win two of their next three games. So I will say the Lynx will win two of their next three games. All right. I believe they play th- Friday, Sunday, and Tuesday coming up. So the Lynx will okay. win two of their next three games. Write that down. Write this okay. down. You know, I like your wrestling prediction so much. I know some people hate when we do wrestling predictions, namely Judd. No, I don't. Show. Um, I but just don't know what they mean. I'm going to go a step further here. Not only will Braun Strowman sign with AEW, Braun Strowman will become the AEW world champion by the end of the calendar year. Write this down. <laughs> Braun Strowman will become the AEW world champion by the end of the write calendar this down. year. And those are your write that down predictions here. Mackie and Judd, we are the most transparent and accountable show in all of sports media, not just Minnesota sports media, but all of sports media. You can find us every Wednesday making predictions and holding each other accountable. Like Russia, too? Here on Mackie and Judd. Sweden? Yeah, seriously. All across the world. Norway? Finland? You name it. Uh, We also do a football version of this on Purple Daily every single week. Ah, Antarctica has actually been, they've, they've been holding each other pretty accountable. They hold themselves very accountable in Antarctica. They do. Uh, Boys, before we go away here. Judd's got some some interesting middle of the order statistics that we're going to get to, but I did find it funny that, uh, God dang it. I will say Bally Sports North's Twitter account has been on point with some funny tweets here and there. It always makes me laugh when the twins get beat or smoked. And it's like, it is what it is, you know? They got smoked, whatever, right? And the and the tease into the post-game show is like the one optimistic thing, right? Coming up next, I know Felix Hernandez just shoved for 18 strikeouts in one hit. <laughs> but we're going to talk about that one hit. Jason, Jason Kubel on the ball. ball. Coming up next, right? And last, I think yesterday it was... Alex Karoloff dialed in at the night. plate. It's like, well, all right, it's and like their, their post game formula is so predictable now. <laughs> it is this: it is if they lose, they'll break down the loss, but they'll do it in really broad terms. Like the Twins have to show up tomorrow and play a better ball game, as opposed to hey, you know, let's break down Sano's swing, right? Or like, what's wrong with Cruz? Well, Rocco they, also brought up that like they don't do that. Apparently, Pineda has been pitching with like a sore. Uh, forearm. Uh, it was forearm tightness. That's a, this is not that, good. So, but is that just so? Did they know that going into the? Did he have a tight form going into the game, or did he yes. discover it in the second inning, or did he discover like, it after four runs around the board? And oh, no, my it sounds it, hurts. It sounds like his forearm was tight going into the game. Didn't bother him again until the third when he fell apart. Um, but that's not good. But anyway, the point is, like, break down what's wrong because, you know, I'm curious what's wrong. Can, can you find a player that you could break down? But instead, it's like, OK, we just talked about the loss. Now, and a two hit game for Alex Kirilov. <laughs> We're going to talk about that next. And listen, I know that, like, the the people behind the scenes at Bally's are just, you know, this is part of the, the big agreement between. And it's like this with most of the regional sports networks. They feel like 
it's better to just be overly positive at all times. But I feel like that alienates fans too. Like you, when the team is off to this ridiculously bad of a start, right? And I know that they've made a little bit of a run. They're still on June second, ten games under five hundred, having played one of the yes. easiest schedules in baseball so far. With Yankees, Astros on the horizon, got more games against the better teams in the division. Like at at a certain point, it is what it is. And well, it's, it's okay to say. It. And and can I say that there is a tutorial available continually in the radio booth? Uh, Provis and Gladden do a great job of. I mean, they don't bash the team, but they're also upfront about it. Sure, like they'll tell you what's right. That's I don't need you to like do sports talk and bash the Twins, but you know, talk about what's wrong. Talk about what guys aren't doing well. Talk about. As, as opposed to this whole thing of of trying to, which they did last night, change the discussion entirely. Yeah, there was a yeah. period last night where they just decided, and and Dick acknowledged it. He's like, "Well, they're down by so much. I've changed the discussion." Well, can we go through like some things that Gladden is really good because my favorite thing about guys like Gladden are he can't hide his disgust, so he can't he can't do it. So he gets so mad and annoyed that he is going to tell you, and he's doing it because he's a fan, but that's, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So uh, the, the other thing too, just real quick is there's this thing with, I'll just say it. Like there's just, there's this thing with, there's like a protective coding over Miguel Sano. And I, I feel like the three of us get chastised. Why are you so hard on him all the time? Well, I get that he gets hot for a couple weeks at a time, but has anyone looked at the last week and a half? Yeah, you know, he, he hit like five home runs over the course of a week or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Now he's two for his last 35 plate appearances, and one of them was a home run, so that's good. With 16 strikeouts over 35 plate appearances, mm-hmm. and his overall numbers on the season are down to 158 with a 273 on base percentage and a 383 slugging percentage. It's like... This dude was supposed to be a cornerstone for your organization in his prime at age 28. Well, and it's like people would rip Joe Maurer for a double play. And Miguel, and Miguel Sano, you know, it's like we feel the need to coddle and to pat him on the head. It's like, dude, this dude has this dude was supposed to be the the, the guy and the thing that you're building around him and Kepler too. I'll throw Kepler in that mix. I know he's been injured as well, but like these were supposed to be your guys. And they're in their prime, and they're just doing nothing for you the last couple of years. So, so. Here, here's what bugs me the most about fans and people who do what we do as well, okay? And this is the Sano thing. Like, he, he's the perfect example of what I'm about to say. You can't only appear when things are going well. So, like, if Sano homers twice tonight, we'll get the tweets again, and they'll See? talk about, well, but I mean, but I mean, the broadcast will do the same thing. Uh, you know, that's what you're looking for from Miguel Sano. Okay, okay, that's cool, that's fine, but if you're going to do that, then w- when he's going through another prolonged slump, you've got to acknowledge it and talk about it and tell me why it's not there. Like, that's what I want fr- from the telecast especially. Don't tell me what he's doing right when it's going well. Tell me what he's doing wrong now that is derailing him. So, like, you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, he is struggling, so I'm ignoring it. You know, push the ignore button. Oh, now he's hot. See all you people that bashed him? That's what – it's got to be both ways. It can't be be a one-way street. But 
Phil, since you brought this up, I've been thinking to myself, you know what? Sunod is having a terrible year. But beyond that, I don't think we're parceling out the blame package enough. You know what? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. And I've got all of these toys. I, I am I am the baseball Santa Claus of bad news. And I've got all these toys. And I've only been taking Cole to one kid's house. And that's not fair of me. So what I would like to do is deliver a box of statistical toys to more houses to spread the pain and thus the blame. Okay? First stop, little Nelson Cruz's house. Little Nellie Cruz. Because <laughs> Nellie Cruz had a... In April, that was fantastic. You know, the man's going to be 41 years old on July 1st. And in April, we all said, this is incredible. And it was. Slash line in 23 games in April. 329, 379, 658. Seven home runs, 19 RBIs, six walks, 15 strikeouts. Hell of a month for Nelson Cruz. But you said the key thing. He's going to be 41. At some right. point, other guys were supposed to take over the core of this lineup. And he was not... I don't think it's fair to say that as a 41-year-old, he's supposed to be an MVP candidate again. So I, I expected this, but slight drop-off at some point. Let so. me deliver the 24-game May to you. <clears throat> 221, 302, 360 is the slash line. <laughs> Three home runs, six runs driven in. That's the statistic that stands out to, to me. Down 13 RBIs from the month of April. Nine walks, and he struck out eight more times. 23 times nelson cruz flat out had a bad month okay yep, that's fair so so i i he, felt it fair though to deliver uh, uh some bad news toys statistically to his house sure okay oh, who, okay what other houses around the block oh, i've let's got thoughts see. on this but go ahead what let's see uh, who are some let, of the other kids that deserve let's see. hold on a second i got to get the reindeer uh, we're gonna here we go here we go we're do you in have, the do air you have a sleigh like it's yeah, 90 yeah. degrees outside I, I don't care Reindeer can fly snow warm. Yeah, they don't care. You're on a you're you're on a sea dew, right? Exactly. You're on, you're right. on Lake Minnetonka right. on a jet ski ride. Down, Judd here for sea dew. Yeah, right down Dennis Kirk's you know what I'm, here he comes. You know what I am exactly? Dennis Kirk. I'm on a Dennis Kirk. That's what it is. You're on a Dennis Kirk vehicle. motorcycle, DennisKirk.com. <laughs> exactly. All of our twins discussions here, talking twins every yep. day, powered by our friends at Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. Sport bike, metric cruiser. I'm on one of those, okay? Yep. And Judd's got all of his twins uh hitter coal. So uh, whatever you ride, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets, and uh, maybe even Christmas caps. Order by 8 p.m. They ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. DennisKirk.com. Next stop, little Joshy Donaldson's house. Oh, boy, look at That's a big house. That must have been built on the back of a four-year, $92 million contract. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, little Joshy's house. Okay, April. Now, keep in mind, that in his first at bat of the year, he he hit a rocket to left, and in jogging or trying to run to second base, hurt his hamstring. So he only played in thirteen games, and he slashed two eighty six, three sixty seven, four fifty two. He was twelve for forty two, two homers, five RBIs, six walks, and four strikeouts. I so I would consider that almost too small. I, like I'm not going to judge that one, okay? But in the month of May. 28 games. He's been healthy. He's been playing, at least. Slash line goes down to 222, 328, 404. Hit three home runs in 99 at-bats, 15 runs driven in, 17 walks, and 21 strikeouts. Okay, so, so, um, I get that you are spreading the criticism around, and that's very noble of you, 
Judd, Judd Claus, Santa Judd, whatever we're calling you here. Mm-hmm. Two things to note, two very important things to note. Number one, offense across the league is ridiculously down. I mean, they have overcorrected. I think, I think pitchers have corrected. You've got pitchers using more substances now. They've, they've brought the ball back to normal. And so all these factors are putting all this offense we saw two years ago in the Bomba squad is shifting over to one of the great pitching seasons we've seen in our lifetimes, right? Yes. So if you, if you go off of just like a league average OPS, OPS plus is OPS above or below average. A 100 OPS plus is a, is a league average OPS. Anything above 100 is above anything below is above average anything below. So on the season, Nelson Cruz, despite struggling recently, has a 144 OPS plus. So his OPS is 44% better than the league average OPS. Josh Donaldson, even though he's not been the same guy and he's struggled recently in May, whatever, 117 OPS plus, so 17% above average. Miguel Sano, Jorge Polanco, Max Kepler. Actually, Kepler's about average. But Miguel Sano, in his prime, 87, 13% below average. Jorge Polanco, in his prime, 96, 4% below average. So they've got some guys in their prime. Like, I think I've seen, I think I saw, like, Dan Hayes from The Athletic was wondering, um, like, he's been criticizing Josh Donaldson on Twitter, and I've noticed, like, he doesn't really criticize Miguel Sano. We got into a little back and forth on Twitter, and I think in his mind, he's trying to spread around the criticism, too. It's not just one guy. Mm-hmm. In my retort, and that's fair. Like, that's totally fair. But my retort to that and to what you just said is, okay, but if you're in your prime and you've been expected to carry this team, and we've got one guy who's 36, yeah, he signed a big contract. He's a former MVP. Nelson Cruz has hit at an MVP level before. You know, okay, those guys get a little bit more of a free pass, and they're also better this year than the than a couple guys who are in. Oh, so it's been awful. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. The so. Donaldson one disappoints me. Um, so far, that contract's been a complete bust. Like he's been hurt or he's not been performing to what what he yeah. should be. Your cruise point, I agree with. Forty one July first. He's at some point in time the cliff is just going to come. Uh, Donaldson though is is the cautionary tale of why you don't sign these type of contracts. And again, just like uh, Parisian suitor back in the day, we including me were all excited. But yeah, the Donaldson one disappoints me. And the fact is that there has been a lot of blame to go around. But yeah, Miguel Sano is a complete bust. I mean, Miguel Sano in May one ninety two sixty one. 476, seven home runs. He drove in 18 runs. That was from April. 111, 310, 244 was his slash line. Two home runs, four runs driven in. He struck out 20 times in the month of April, 38 times in in May. There is no question. But I keep saying this. He's pretty much unplayable. Like Donaldson, you want more from because he needs to play and yeah. he should play. One more um, thought on Donaldson too is like you'll, you're seeing it the last couple games. He is he's a he's a brilliant counter adjuster hitter. Pitchers yeah. figure out what to do. He is he's studious. He understands what pitchers are trying to do, and so he will change his approach. And if it means having to settle for singles and doubles instead of swinging for the fences, like you'll see, he's a very nuanced hitter. Even though he's launch angle guy, right? mm Hmm. Miguel Sano, it just kind of feels like there's like one and a half gears. Like there's yeah. pull the ball as far as you can, and then once in a while for like a week and a half, he'll he'll be like up the middle right field guy. But he's never going to just like 
for two weeks, he's never going to say, all right, I need, to, I need to just scale it back here. I'm just going to drive the ball to the right center field gap and hit singles no. for two weeks to get this thing back on track. He doesn't have that gear. He can't adjust. He, he was – so he got hot for that brief period of time. Um, I think it was shortly after he showed up in Nelson Cruz's garage, and they had a tutorial. Yeah. And I think Cruz helped him adjust something. And so he adjusted that. Here's the problem, though. It's the big leagues. They, they readjust to you almost instantly, and he can't do it. He just can't. Uh, the Donaldson comp that I would draw that I am seeing is I think he might be Parisi. Uh, he's mid-30s. I think he works hard. Like, again, this is a guy I would never question how hard he works or his desire to succeed. Uh, but the way that he's played third base, which has not been great at times, like he, for him, he's made a lot of bad plays. Um, I think he might be breaking down. Yeah. And, and he's trying to play through it, and Zach is too. But, I mean, there you get to a point where if you continue to play and play as hard as you possibly can and your body is starting to give out, there's not a lot that you can do about that. Yeah, well, we'll see. We're going to win, twins. We're going to score. And Godspeed, Mitch Garver. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, dude. dude. Godspeed, dude. I'm I'm serious, man. Dude. He's a good guy. He's a good cat. I feel bad. I feel awful for him. I'm not he's kidding. also you know, he's been hitting pretty well this year. He's been one of their better hitters. Yeah, he's been back. I'm a not kidding. Give me if the lethal injection is an option. I I might take it. I hey might guys, take it. I'm ready to come back in as a day. Hey guys, hitter. Devin Dolph, executive producer here. My voice is even higher now. Yeah, it hey would everybody. Be, it'd be awful. Is that a special? It, it, I don't mean this to be a joke. Is, is that a special surgeon? Has to be. I would hope. I would hope. I would hope. It, so. I would hope, I would like, hope they have your, a little experience. Like what's your degree? Like what's your what's your doctorate in? Um, I mean, are you a urologist? That's what I'm asking. Oh man, like you can't I'd just some, be. I'd have some general surgeon sure. guy, right? Yeah. No. Hey, I just got done with a lung transplant. What's this? All right, gonna need you to close your eyes and squeeze you're, as hard as you can. All right, we're gonna Con- count down. Confirmed okay, on the so, Google machine, which does not lie. Um, so you can call him in. <laughs> you you have to call in from <sighs> his palatial estate in Towson. Has to drive in in the Corvette to perform the surgery. If I'm a urologist in that spot, I'm always snapping the glove. Right. All right, here we go. Oh, God. Are right, we gonna go? I mean, oh, Proctolo- Proctologist is where you no, snap the glove. Show's over. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, we'll just wait till we talk to Pat. Goodbye. Show's over. Goodbye. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.